Uh, one day, there was a lady came to um, Judge Frank Caprio courtroom for to pay tickets totaling up to $400. And in the proceedings, the judge asked her why she did that violation. Then the lady explained to him that she had a very hard time and she lost her son and that was the reason behind she was not in, in good state. The judge was so merciful that he reduced the fine into $50, from $400 into $50. Then before he signed the verdict, he asked her, will you have any money left after you pay the $50? And the lady was crying, and she said, I will be having only $5. Then the judge looked to her and he said, I'm not going to leave you with only $5. You know what I will do? I will dismiss everything. I will dismiss the whole case. And I think this is exactly what our God did with us. He dismissed the case against us with one major difference. This judge dismiss the case by saying a word. Our God dismissed the case by sending the word, the Logos, our Lord Jesus Christ. And our Lord Jesus Christ paid a very high price to save us, again in that verdict, his life on the cross. And he nailed with him all our sins, and he saved us from the sin and from the consequence, inevitable eternal death from that sin. St. Paul, Paul commenting on this by saying something very, very amazing. He said, having, about our Lord Jesus Christ, wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having nailed it to the cross. In the ancient time, they used to put all the list of crimes of the crucified criminals nailed with him on the cross to declare the violation that criminal did. So St. Paul is saying, Jesus Christ took all our sin, he nailed it to the cross, and he took it from our account to his account and he gave us that verdict we are innocent and this is exactly what happened on the cross in tonight 11 our gospel which is from the uh, gospel of St. John chapter 12 I would like to share a few thoughts around only one verse the Lord said I did not come to judge the world but to save the world I did not come to judge but to save and actually he was referring to his first coming. Definitely in his second coming, he will come to judge. But he was saying, my incarnation purpose was to save the world, everyone. And the word world here means the humanity. It is different when we say don't love the world. It means a material thing. So he was saying, I came to save all the humanity. And actually, 
I don't think that we comprehend the magnitude of salvation in our life because it is indeed beyond the comprehension of our mind how God came in flesh and saved us. Even some other people till now struggle with that idea like they can't accept it. But because he loved us, he did that. And in one situation with his disciple, he went to one of the Samaritan village, and the village rejected him. So John and James told our Lord, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heavens and consume them as Elijah did? Does he reject us? He should be destroyed. Then our Lord turned and looked to them and rebuked them by saying, You don't know that what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. I'm not here to destroy the, the life of anyone. I'm here to save it. To save everyone. And our great Savior repeatedly mentioned that in the four Gospels that the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. This is the main purpose of the salvation. And to give us a clear idea, an illustration about what exactly he meant by I didn't come to judge but to save, he mentions the story of the sinner woman in John 8. So the scribes and the Pharisees bring that woman caught in adultery in the very act, and they told our Lord that this lady should, be, should die today, should be stoned. And he said his famous saying to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And what happened? Everyone dropped the stone and ran away, because we are all sinners. Sometimes we are taking God's place and start to judge people instead of save them. And our Lord looked at that woman by saying, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. People want to kill her, to destroy her. But the Lord wants to save her. And this is what the Lord is doing with every sinner these days. Sometimes we don't accept them, we don't accept other people, because we believe they are sinners, and we need to destroy them. But the Lord is saying, no, 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 no. You have to save them, not to destroy them. And when he tried to give other illustration about the love of God, whatever you do, he gave up in Luke 15, the prodigal son. When that son came back, what the father did? When he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. It's amazing. The father didn't even say, I'm very disappointed of what you did. What you did was wrong. He, he didn't rebuke the son. He didn't say a word. He was so happy. The compassion. Because what happened is, his son was dead, and now he is alive. And by the way, the sentence according to Deuteronomy, that son should be dead, should be stoned, because he was a bad son. 
We'll keep that for another occasion, not today. So the message is, from this gospel is clear that the Lord is waiting for everyone to enjoy the salvation. If you ask yourself, what God wants from me? Just reflect on that question. What God wants from me? He is complete in his characteristic. He does not need anything from anyone. But actually we need his salvation. The Bible declaring that God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And when we come to the knowledge of the truth, the truth will free all of us. And finally we hear in the book of Revelation... Our Lord is saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him, dine with him, and he with me. I'm standing, I'm knocking. And by the way, the Coptic artist was very clever to illustrate this. When you look to that icon, there is, a, there is no doorknob from outside. You see only door. There is no doorknob. Because the doorknob, it is from inside. Because he is saying, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, he will not force himself on you. You have to open the door and you to welcome him. And when he comes to my heart and my home, he will clean it. And he will make it paradise with him. And St. Paul is encouraging all, all of us in the book of Hebrew by saying, Today, April 20, 2022, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. If you hear your, his voice, do not harden his heart. I think we can appreciate the salvation of our Lord when we love all the people around us. We take from the love of the cross and we distribute to everyone around us. We appreciate the salvation when we work hard with God to save people, not to destroy them. To be merciful for people, not to be harsh on them. I think we can appreciate the salvation when we examine our action and behavior every day. Trying to examine it and purify it against the love of God he did. Again, we cannot comprehend what he did. We are so blessed that we have one full week centered only on one person, our Lord Jesus Christ who has the glory forever, I mean.